Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio, episode 252. Today we'll be talking with Mike Davenport, the person who is behind the Marvel Universe Online, what it's all about, where he's going with it, and more. Stand by. And for those of you finding us for the very first time, welcome to geek to me Radio. I'm your host, James Enstall. Each week, we try to bring you someone new in the field of pop culture, be it movie, TVs, comics, video games, whatever it may be, and someone who you'll hopefully find as interesting as I do when I get to speak to these people. Today, we're talking with a special guest who I've been uh, mutuals with on Twitter for quite a while, and we thought it was high time we sit down and kind of talk about his project. Right now, we're talking with Mike Davenport, a very fascinating project that i love keeping up with on social media the marvel universe online and you might think okay marvel universe that's you know we know what that is but you probably don't which is why mike loves the question mike what is the marvel universe online there it is that's the question what is the marvel (laughs) universe online (laughs) i love you right i absolutely love this question reason for that is because the, the the title marvel universe online is actually not a new one. The Marvel originally, the Marvel Universe Online started off as a as a project between Sony, not sorry, sorry, um, Microsoft and Marvel, and they had they had sought out a developer, Cryptic Studios at the time, to to create a Marvel MMO with the title The Marvel Universe Online. Well. I happened to find out exactly a little bit of insight on what actually happened to the original Marvel Universe Online by talking to the uh, head of Cryptic Studios at the time, um, Jack Emmert. Now, Jack Emmert, if there are some superhero MMO fans out there, they'll know that Jack Emmert created the the MMO superhero, the original superhero MMO, uh, City of Heroes. Yeah. So, everybody knows City of Heroes. And I'm sure a lot of people who know City Heroes knew about the the legal dispute early on in the games in the games release that they had with Marvel. Well, if they don't, the, the basic behind basics behind that was it was uh, Marvel had claimed that it was too easy for players to recreate copyrighted characters in their in City Heroes, which was Absolutely true. <laughs> okay. It was absolutely true. You could make nearly spot on replications of, of Marvel and DC characters in the game. 
the, the character created was that robust. So Marvel sued um, Marvel sued um, NC Soft, the, uh, the publisher of City of Heroes, but they lost. The reason why they lost was that the examples that they used were examples created by Marvel representatives in the game. Ah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, they, they had they had planted players in the game to create these that characters and that that came, you know, it was discovered that that's what they did and Marvel wanted to do the lawsuit. So, you know, a lot of the reason behind the lawsuit initially was to kind of slow down the momentum the game had at the time. Because Marvel was planning down the road of creating their own superhero MMO in the same thing. So after some time after City of Heroes Sunset, you know, um, Marvel and Microsoft got together, talked to the, the, the guy, Jack Embert, and he's currently working on, on uh, he's currently working on moving on to a new project, he was leaving Cryptic. So they want to keep him on, they want to keep Cryptic and him on because, you know, his familiarity with that whole genre. So he, he and Cryptic Studios got together, created some, you know, they, they did a, a vertical slice of this game that they were going to use for Marvel. Well, it turns out Microsoft, they weren't too keen on what he had, he had presented. So ultimately, the Marvel Universe Online kind of, they, they, when Microsoft backed out, it was pretty much done. So the main, the lane disappeared for a while, and Jack Emmert took those assets that he had created for his Marvel Universe Online game, and that eventually became a new MMO called Champions Online. Okay. So, yes. So, yeah. So, you'll, I mean, you can see some familiarity. As a matter of fact, there's a zone in Champions called Lemuria. That is an exact takeaway from the original project. So, yeah, that, those assets got migrated to Champions Online. And eventually, Jack Emmert went off to, to, to head, uh, Games like Star Trek Online, which he currently runs right now. And now he actually runs, now he actually runs DC Universe Online. Okay. <laughs> so same concept, so, just different uh, different company. He's DC now instead yeah. of Marvel. Yes. So, so what was the problem then? So DC obviously made it work. Uh, why couldn't he get things going with Marvel? I think it was timing, mostly. Yeah. I think... I think, you know, at the time, World of Warcraft was, was juggernaut in the world. So everyone was looking for a World of Warcraft, but with superheroes. And I just think the timing was wrong. You know, DC, DC hit at a time where Marvel wasn't exactly looking at investing in a large, large project like that after they, you know, they, you know, they, the, the original Marvel Universe Online didn't work out. So they were looking for smaller projects that Small projects after that. So eventually, Marvel Universe turned into, they found Gazillion, they brought Gazillion on board to originally do the, the kitty version of an MMO, Marvel, Marvel Hero Squad, with the contract in place to eventually move on to create Marvel Heroes. So I guess my my initial question, and some other might might be wondering, you're you're heading up this project, Marvel Universe Online. 
how have you come to be affiliated with it? And how has it Marvel kind of told you, hey, knock it off. We already got plans for this. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Marvel Universe, the Marvel Universe Online name is, after a certain amount of years, it's just out there. So I picked up the domain name, Marvel Universe Online, and I rolled with it. Okay. So me and, me and a few guys, after playing City of Heroes for a lot of years, we just, it, it started out just basically throwing around ideas. So I started collecting those ideas and started, you know, building it into a plan, you know, a, a, a rough idea of what a game like that would look like. Since we all knew, you know, everyone was excited for the idea of a Marvel Universe Online back when it was first announced way back years ago. Yeah. So all those ideas got put into a pot. I started working on them, doing a little bit of research here and there. You know, my, my friends started throwing in more ideas and we started culminating everything into you know, uh, we put together a, 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 a Facebook page of all those ideas. So you can still go to that Facebook page and still see all the rough concepts from like five years ago. And I said, well, what are we going to do? So, well, you're right. We, we don't have a license per se to, to, to do anything official, but we would like to get out there and see if the idea of a Marvel Universe Online game is still a popular one. So we couldn't do that without actually defining what that is. So that's what we that's what we want to bond to. We say, hey, you know, no no guarantees. Let's you know clean it up. Just do, do a little more research on the, the gaming side. Find out exactly the ins and outs of the industry, both the comic industry and the gaming industry, to figure to, to put together a concept that fans could look at and say, yeah, this is something that we could get behind. And to follow you on social media, you've got uh, different posts. Like I just commented on your one the other day, cause I'm a huge fan of juggernaut and you had the entry and it looks almost like a, like an entry right out of the official handbook book of the Marvel universe. And you've actually commissioned artists to work on yeah. some of these character things and everything. So talk a little bit about uh, commissioning the artists to do the work you guys have for the art itself. We're going to pause right there. We'll come right back. Chat more with Mike Davenport about the Marvel Universe Online. Please stand by. Hi, this is Kathy Garber, the voice of Firestar, and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio. Welcome back to Geek to Me Radio. Talking with Mike Davenport all about the Marvel Universe online. And before we took that last break, we asked him about commissioning artists for the concept art for his project. So, so to get, so to get, because things started to grow so quickly. And I say quickly, it's been about five years since, since we all sat down. Things started to grow so quickly, we had to figure out, you know, we wanted to make it look professional. That was, no, that was number one. We didn't have the funds to, to make it look professional. So we had to figure out a way of getting getting artists on board to help us, you know, in, in areas that, that we, we lacked, you know. I do a lot of the writing. I don't do all of it, but I do a lot of it. You know, um, I've got uh, con- uh, concept contributors that kind of help me guide this whole thing. But the professional pieces of it, 
that's the stuff we have to finish on. So I came up with the idea, and listen, we can't, we can't ask the money for this officially. We don't have a license. We can't say, hey, we're making a Marvel game. Give us money. But what we can do is to keep things looking professional, we can go out to the, the, the comic community and we can commission artists, non-professional artists, within the community itself, and we can be that 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 point of requesting, you know, we we request money to commission these artists and they design these characters for our project. Now, 100 percent of our funding goes directly from those that contribute to those artists. And we, you know, the the the, the handbook is our way of promoting. You know, so, you know, we, we're all, you know, you know, helping them help us help them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And obviously then the handbook entries kind of serve as character bios and power sheets exactly. for working in the game. Exactly. The, we have two versions. The, the idea is two versions of the handbook. A community version of the handbook is where, you know, each entry is a different artist. And they, they put their own little design spins on, on how those characters are supposed to look or how they want to look based upon their, their, their art style. So when we get to a point where we start doing, we start actually having a, a Marvel Universe Online style character design, then we'll start getting a, a, a pretty standardized uh, list of characters. And that will be part of the, the, uh, the game edition. So this, this is the fun part. The handbook plays a, a huge role in the concept of the game itself. So, like I said, it serves the purpose of this. The community version serves the purpose of promoting artists. The game version would, you know, at some point, not only be a, a, a fact sheet for NPC characters, but it also serves as the character creation tool. And I know you've mentioned on social media before that uh, you've, you've, you know, obviously you've got a Patreon. People are helping out. They're like, they love the idea. They're contributing to this. And then you're using that money, as you said, to pay artists. A couple of times you said you've had trouble getting artists. You've approached some people and say, hey, we'd love to pay you for this. Is Do you think that's just from... They don't want to get in trouble in case, you know, hey, you, you know, Marvel might come or are they just too busy? What's been the biggest issue? <laughs> I've had, I've had, um, well, right now, we, you know, our budget, our budget is an issue, but not really as much of an issue at, you know, for, for commissioning single character. I mean, we have a budget for that. But a lot of the issues that I've run into are, People are leery, some artists are leery of doing doing work for quote unquote fan projects. Okay. And I have never I've never had anybody say that that, you know, they're worried about Marvel. Nobody's worried about Marvel because basically, like I said, we keep track of all of our funds and we you know, we keep financial records of all that so all those funds. It's just cyclical. You know, they come into us, we pay them, we keep a record of it. So yeah, it's it's difficult to find artists who a want to work on a, a, a non on a non professional basis, and I guess it's tough for us in some cases that you know we can't we can't accept everyone. So I have to be you know I have to be somewhat discerning 
Sure. Because you know, this, I have to get as much for every every dollar that I spend of our of our patients' money. I have to get as much bang for their buck as possible. So yeah, we're going out to the community looking for artists, but we also have to make sure those artists can you know, you know generate the enthusiasm that we're looking for. And some of the stuff, obviously, there's varying degrees of artists and everything. That's why you have to be somewhat discerning. But uh, talk a little bit about, because I know you've also, in addition to just characters, you've designed landscapes. Uh, Doomstot, for example, is one of the ones. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back chatting more with Mike Davenport. Please stand by. me kevin smith silent bob you're listening to geek to me radio man this is the only radio show that the guy does fat man beyond listens to for his geek news welcome back to geek to me radio i just realized as i introed this i said hello to all of our new listeners who might be finding us for the first time hello to all of my regular listeners thank you all for tuning in each week being part of the show and listening and uh, hopefully you're downloading it you've subscribed wherever you get your podcasts from. And just to give you a reminder, we do a live radio show on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on the big 550 KTRS in the St. Louis area. If you're not in the greater St. Louis area, you can stream it from anywhere in the world. Go to ktrs.com slash stream and you can tune in live. We take live calls just like a normal radio show would. So be sure to check that out as well. want to mention our movie sponsor, Marcus Theaters, Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern for the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. Uh, A lot of stuff going on right now. Candyman, the new Candyman is out. Paw Patrol, the movie, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. The Night House, uh, the Jungle Cruise movie is still out with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Don't Breathe 2, which the first one was incredibly suspenseful. I can only imagine if they've upped the game in the second one. And based on the preview they have... But lots of great movies are out right now. And they have special things going on at Marcus all the time. Their Harry Potter Magical Movie Showcase. August 29th, 30th, and September 1st. Labor Day weekend. You can see uh, also on, I should say, September 3rd through the 6th, that weekend as well. You can get a passport to see all of the Harry Potter movies with the anniversary coming up uh, since... Man, I can't believe it's been that long since the first movie's been out. Uh, For the rest of the month of August, too, free popcorn. Just, uh, just free complimentary popcorn for the month of August when you see a movie. And you should become a member of the Magical Movie Rewards Club. If you get that, it's free to join. You get rewarded for seeing movies, so you can bank points towards snack purchases, free movie tickets, whatever you want to spend it on. And download the Marcus Theaters app. I'm looking at that on my smartphone right now. You can find the movie closest to you. You can get tickets. You can order your concessions so they're ready and waiting for you when you get there. It's never a bad time to go see a movie. If it's a hot day outside, you want to get in someplace cool. Later on, as we start to get into fall, it was raining here earlier. So if it's raining out, you might as well go see a movie while it's raining. And of course, in the winter, you want one of those theaters with the heated seats so you can get in there and uh, get out of the cold, watch a movie. But I'm a movie guy. So for me, there's, there's never a bad time to see a movie. And the best place to see those movies is always at Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern. Check out the website, MarcusTheaters.com, to find your showtimes and get more information. As we said, the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. Right before we take that last break, we are chatting, as we are for the rest of this hour, with Mike Davenport about his project, The Marvel Universe Online. 
And we asked him about designing the landscapes and the backdrops and all these places you can interact with uh, for this game. Oh, yes. The mantra is every place in the Marvel Universe will be a playable location. That's a grand, that is a very huge statement in and of itself. So the first two places that we, the first place I really was excited about was Doomstock. And that's, that was one of the places where I wanted to get a concept art laid out first. Now, concept art is a whole different animal from character art. Right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that character, uh, concept art is very expensive. <laughs> so, you know, the concept art only happens maybe once every few months. But when it does, like I said, we, we, we have to get the most bang for our buck. But Doomstop was one of my favorites, and it took me months to find the right arms to, to do it. And, you know, Doomstock and New York City are going to be what we call the two large hub zones. Now, the rest of the, the rest of the Marvel Universe, you know, every other location will be a medium or small zone. But New York and Doomstock will play off of one another. If you remember City of Heroes, City of Heroes had, you know, Paragon City and the villains had their own location in the Rogue Isles. Basically that same concept. So we wanted to get rolling on Doomstock first because I'm a big fan of villains. <laughs> right. And of course, then I guess like New York, the grand scale, you'd have smaller areas like the Daily Bugle building or exactly. know, things like that. Exactly. Think, think the, think Spider-Man, PS4's New York City, but with a multitude of different buildings that you can access. Four Freedoms Plaza and, that, and things like that. All of that, because you know there was a lot of locations. There were a lot of locations in, in that game that they couldn't, they couldn't utilize. That we basically wanted to go off of what was in the original handbook as far as the map of New York City and all the famous locations. So we had to have, a lot of those locations had to have functionality. So we went through, and a lot of the famous locations will serve as, like, for example, um, there are embassies. So in New York City, every large large zone, large or medium zone will have an embassy location. And those embassy locations act as fast travel points. So you go to an embassy, and you can go to a different zone. So New York City will have embassies for... Wakanda, embassies for Doomstock, embassies for Atlantis. And you can simply go in there, find a little, you know, go to a different embassy, and, you know, there'll be, you know, um, a little bit of history of that, that zone that you're going to, that you can look around, you know, see comics on the wall or whatnot. And you can fast travel. So a lot of things like that. You know, a lot of activity that's going on in those large zones. And the two large zones act like the real, they're the real open world zone. And then, so, play, so if you're playing as, if you're playing as Silver Sable, you could go to the Simcarian Embassy and it fast track yes. you right there. It'll fast track you right there. Now, Simcaria, I'm thinking a little secret. We haven't done Simcaria yet, but Simcaria has already been, we've already, we've already started working on the narrative for Simcaria, and it'll be what's called a re- rescue zone. So the, the, the country's war-torn, blah, blah, blah. Heroes try to save people. Villains try to, you know, stop them. And, you know, like I said, that, that zone will be specific for that activity. Whereas New York and Liberia 
our open world zones, stuff is happening out in the open world. That's where most players start off at. So the the end goal, obviously, this is all the stuff you're working on. Marvel owns the rights to all the characters and the locations and things like that. So the end goal is this to get it to a point where Marvel, hopefully, I mean, in my mind, that I think that would be the ideal situation. Marvel goes, hey, great job. This looks brilliant. We're just going to pick it up because you've done all the work for us. Here's half a million dollars. Thanks a lot. I don't, I don't need, and here's the thing. I, I don't even need it. This, the, 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 this whole project was never intended as a, a money-making venture. But. <laughs> you can believe it. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean true. But uh, honestly, I don't even know. I, I know that sounds, I know that sounds kind of facetious, but I don't. And, and I do this, and, and the people who I work with do this for the, 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 the passion of it. You know, we all have day jobs. You know, we all do this in our spare time. So, you know, we, we really, we really do it for the belief that this should be a thing. Hmm. And we hope that we can get enough people to agree that this should be a thing. And the best way for us to do that is to show them what that thing could look like. And if you had to say, obviously, you're always wanting to tweak things and make things better. But if you had to say, in general, percentage-wise, from zero being we have a concept to 100% being complete, ready to launch, where do you, where would you say percentage-wise you are in the process in your own mind? We are, we are not even there where Jack Emmert was when he presented to Marvel and Microsoft. Wow. Okay. So still lots <laughs> to not, do. There's the, yeah. There, I mean, really, I want to get the, I want to get the project. I will call the project complete when we've we've covered you know the broad strokes of all of the features that we believe should be in the game. No one dig too much into the, the minutia because that's not what we're trying to do. There are smarter people than us that. Can work out the issues, but we want to we want to design it in a way that those smart people can say, "Yeah, that'll work," or "No, that won't work." So we want to, you know, we want to get to a point where the smart people that know this stuff more than we do, the the, the details, the game designers, the developers, they can look at it and say, "Yeah, that'll work." And I, I work, I try to work with, I'm trying to get the, the project shifted slowly but surely over to. Where we're talking more with the developers, but with you know developers as well, because I want to get smarter there too. And and that's that's a, a speaking point for me. I mean, earlier on we had some we had some some good input from from folks from uh, from CryEngine talk to us early on. You know, when I inquired about a few questions about you know this, you know a project of that size, how would a CryEngine be involved in something like that? And they helped us out quite a bit in our understanding. And with characters you've already done, I, I love seeing the concept art that you guys put out, obviously. And by the way, if, if you're not already following Mike on Twitter, uh, you definitely should be because the, the stuff that he puts out, the the concept art and the character pages are just a lot of fun just to look at. I mean, you, you think about this stuff coming down the road, but just reading some of the stuff and seeing some of the visuals is great. What are some characters that, because you mentioned you've had to turn people down, you want to kind of hang on to some stuff because you want 
these people to really get, like you said, the bang for their buck. So who are some characters who you'd love to start working on, but you're waiting for that perfect artist to take it on? We're going to pause right there, take another quick break, and come back chatting more with Mike Davenport about the Marvel Universe Online. Stand by. Hi, this is Karen Sony, and you're listening to me on Geek to Me Radio. Lucky you. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. And we're back for our final segment here on Geek to Me Radio. And as it's the final segment, I should take this time to let you know about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. They have been with me since the very beginning. It's hard to believe five years now that I've been doing this show, Geek to Me Radio, as it stands right now. Uh, it's been something that I've always wanted to do and the support of city of St. Charles and the greater St. Charles convention and visitors bureau has been instrumental in allowing me to continue to do this. So what I'd love for you to do is start with the website, go check out the website, which is discover St. Charles.com. That's discover S T Charles.com. See all the stuff there is to see all the things there are to do in this great place. If you're in the greater St. Louis slash St. Charles area, what are you waiting for? It's right across the bridge, or if you're in St. Charles, it's right there. Uh, great place to visit. There's always something going on, which is one of the things I love, that you'll always go down there and something is happening. Uh, they've got a great nightlife area on North Main, like quintessential if you kind of want to get out and be a little more upscale. I have some specialty cocktails and just kind of enjoy that kind of setting. If you're kind of wanting to take a little step back, South Main is probably what you'll want to go see. Have uh, some blueberry cobbler at magpies there's literally everything to do you could want to do up and down that entire section but the greater st charles convention and visitors bureau can help you with that if you're wanting to plan a trip also maybe you're from out of town maybe you want to come someplace new check out maybe that's on your list to do in 2021 hey let's go someplace we haven't gone before city of st charles has everything you could want a lot of stuff to do for all ages it's a great time to visit st charles because there's never a bad time to visit St. Charles. Start at the website. Like I said, that's your that's your uh, key, your entryway to kind of see what there is. DiscoverStCharles.com. Very proud to have them as our premier sponsor and for all of their continued support. And as we always say, it's an historically good time. Before we took that last break, we were wrapping up our chat with Mike Davenport. And we talked about which Marvel characters are kind of being held back for just the right artist as he kind of commissions these out and kind of grows the Marvel Universe online. Oh, man, I have... I have I have an entry right now. We, we finished we finished the first volume of the community edition. It's on the website. People can go through it and read through the first dozen or so characters that we put in there. The next the next volume, I've already got about half a dozen characters written up, and I am looking forward to the most the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that's a big that, one. Literally, that is a that's a big one. Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and we are going to go, that character is going to be the centerpiece of the next volume. Because, you know, every, what, what folks need to understand is, if they go and read the entries in the handbook, every entry in the handbook is a little bit of lore of the overall tapestry of the RR Earth 619. So it's from each character's perspective of what went on during the events that created this game world. 
And with obviously you, you think about the art for some of these characters, certain artists have always said this. When you think of a uh, character, you think of a certain artist rendition. For me, Ron Lim is the definitive Silver Surfer artist. Um, yes. Mark Bagley on Spider-Man. With Hulk, I always think of Dale Keown art. I love his art. Uh, there's a lot of other great artists who've also taken on the Hulk. But when when you're getting submissions from artists, you kind of look at them and like, you know what? The style you've got kind of reminds me of this artist. Let's see how you handle this. How does the submission process yeah. go for artists? And how do they end up getting put on certain characters? Well, you know, I would love to be able to say that, you know, we get people coming in all the time, you know, requesting to, to do answers in a handbook, but we don't. So I go out and I scour, you know, I, I go to a certain, a couple of the, the, the more well-known art art sites, and I, I basically look for artists who I think would be a good fit for us. I look at their art style and I look at, I, I think to myself, you know, what character would best suit them. And I approach them, basically. Either I or, or one of us approaches an artist and say, hey, listen, you know, this is what this is what our budget is. You know, this is what we want you want to do. And hopefully they say yes. You know, a lot, like I said, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a matter of, of looking at the, the artist, his style, and how best it works with us. You know, and, and a lot of times I have artists that, that I like so much, I bring them back. So we have we have artists that have done several several entries in the handbook already, or we do multiple artists on a single entry and different you know multiple images for a single entry because we want you know we got more than one artist that is just right for this particular character. The Marvel Universe Online. Uh, tell people too, just maybe someone's hearing this and this is the first they're hearing about. This project. Tell people a where they can find you and contact you on Twitter. Maybe they want to submit uh, some art projects, and where they can find out more about the project itself online. I am always, and I do mean this. <laughs> I am always on Twitter at Marvel underscore MMO. I am also always on Facebook at our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash muo mmo. I'm, we're, you know, Marvel Universal Line is also on, on Instagram. But if you want to go out to the website and see what it's all about, that's www.themarveluniverseonline.com. The Marvel Universe Online. So make sure you get the V in there when you're, when you're typing the website in. The Marvel Universe, yes. The Marvel Universe Online.com. Do, do, do a Google search. We're the second one down. That's, that's impressive alone. Just the fact that you're, you're ranking that high with a Marvel in your title on the website. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of, I, I like to say it was kind of fate that, you know, when we originally decided that we were going to move from the Facebook page onto our own website, I went out and, and found that the Marvel Universe Online domain was available, which was crazy. Yeah. So, snatched it up. <laughs> Absolutely. And now we're, we're the, now we're the second search, now we're the second search entry on Google. So if you hang on to it long enough, just the website alone is going to get you the 500000 and you can get another 500000 for all the concept work you guys have done. There you go. <laughs> we have, we have, some, we have some, some, some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pipe in the next, next couple of weeks. So I hope folks check us out on Twitter or come on over to the Patreon page and check out some of the, because 
basically, you know, you see a lot of the stuff that's out there now, but it's available for you to view. And if you become a patron, you get to see all that stuff early. Very nice. And just patreon.com slash the Marvel Universe online, or is it Marvel MMO? <laughs> it is. It is patreon.com slash M U O M M O. M U O M M O. Perfect. Uh, this has been fascinating to hear about because, like I said, we we follow each other on Twitter, but I've never really delved into it this deeply with you before. So uh, thank you for answering my questions. And like I said, if anyone listening, reach out because he, he is correct. He's always on Twitter, which I, I don't know how you find the time to sleep and do everything else you're doing with uh, all your social media stuff. But it's very impressive, uh, regardless which way you're where you're looking at it. It is. It is. Uh, like I say, I guess I guess when it's, when it's the passion, it doesn't feel like. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Mike Davenport, thanks so much for your time. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime. Hey, and uh, keep a lookout for us. Absolutely. That's going to do it. Another show in the books. Thanks again to Mike Davenport. Make sure you check out the Marvel Universe online at the places he said to check him out. We'll put links in the show notes here as well. Uh, it's always a great time to talk to someone who has these great ideas and great projects like this. And hopefully I'll hear from you. Like I said, we have a live radio show on Sunday night. Feel free to give us a call during one of those live shows. And this coming Sunday, we've got a great show for you as we do every Sunday. So make sure you check out the live show. In addition, make sure you're subscribing to our show so you get all the online content on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us there as well on those social media platforms. And until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch I sound. Thank you, Doomstock. Good night. Hey, kids. Are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say referral geek to me radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.